Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Today we'll be in the Bible in the book of Amos chapter 8 verse 11 as we get started with the essentials for a follower of Christ. The other teachings you can get, the series is online. So far we've looked at prayer, seeking, listening, and speaking to God. Dealing with sin, recognition, confession, and repentance that bears fruit. And today we'll be looking at living God's Word daily, growing in obedience and application. This is the second half and conclusion of this two-part study. You know, Chuck used to always say that, that Jesus said to Peter, if you love me, feed my sheep. He didn't tell him to entertain the sheep or to, to create... Uh, you know those those wonderful now i've seen pastors come in I've, I've seen all kinds of stuff it's weird i mean you got props and stuff that they're using i saw one pastor come in on a, on a gurney i'm like we can't we're, we're just struggling at the tv i was like i can't imagine trying to do a gurney thing and all that and the pastor's coming in talking about how the rapture is going to work and they had lifted him up over the crowd and and i'm like what are we doing right I'm like, I'm praise God the TV worked today. I was like, man, just right before, you know, and I was like, it's in God's hands. It, it, it popped on right before we got started. But our, my job is to feed you. But your job is to feed yourself too, right? You are to feed yourself as well. And so the Bible was not merely a, a book among several. It actually is God's holy revelation to humanity. In Psalm 138.2, it says, I bow down towards your holy temple, and I give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness, for you have been exhausted above, uh, exalted above all things, your name and your word. He's like, have you forgotten that, that my name and my word have been exalted above all things? And, and I love that because it, it, is, it should be God's life that we should be building our, our, our God's word that we should be building our life upon. In Luke 21, verse 33, it says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. You, man, if you're struggling with God's Word today, eternity, you're going to have God's words. Okay? You're putting things into practice. You're practicing for heaven here on earth. And so one of the things we do is we actually spend time in, in the Word. First uh, Timothy chapter 4, verse 13 Paul again instructing Timothy, he says, Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. He tells Timothy, hey, the thing that you need to be focused on is teaching the Word of God, expository teaching of God's Word. 
That's, that's what's going to help people. Motivational speeches don't help. You may feel good for a few days after you hear that message, but when the rubber meets the road and life hits, you need God's Word. And I would be doing a disservice for you to, to come up here and just try to tell you stories. And that's why I don't ever use... It's just me. I would rather use that time to give you the Word of God instead of trying to give you these antidotes. Because I've seen... I, I was at a... It was funny. We were in Corpus Christi. And we were at Mardell's and a uh, Christian bookstore. And they have a whole section of uh, all sermon prep and pastor stuff and then you know leading funerals leading weddings all that stuff and and i mean you have macarthur and i'm trying to think of all that warren worsby and all these great pastors authors right and then in there is 1000 zingers for pastors to use <laughs> i was like i was waiting to see if it was going to be written be written by greg Laurie because i was like he always uses little stories and stuff and is i'm not good like that i mean i can't do that but I was like, I, I sent a picture to Joe and, and with it on there, and he was like, man, he goes, I think somebody put that one in the wrong place because <laughs> it was all these strong teachings of the Word of God, which is awesome. But it's a reminder to us. It's like our time here is to be in God's Word. That's what's important. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13, it says, And we also thank God constantly for this, that when you receive the Word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of man, but as, as what it really is, the word of God, which is at work in you believers. And that's an awesome thing is because they, at the time, the, uh, when they received God's word, they accepted it as God's word. And, and not only that, that when they returned to see them, they could actually see God's word at work in them. And that's important for us. The, the, the word received is actually to embrace intellectually, meaning that you receive it, that you take it in. You understand that when we look at, at Matthew 4, that the word is bread. This is all the things that Jesus said. And Jesus in John chapter 6 says, I am the bread of life. In John 17, the word of God is truth. In John 14, I am the truth. It is impossible for you to practice godliness with a constant, consistent, and balanced intake of, God, of the Word of God in our lives. We can't do it without God's Word. It has to be consistent. It has to be constant. We need to, to have God's Word on it. And I, I know a lot of you have very busy lives and you have little ones. Turn on the radio. Listen to sermons. Okay? Put on... Lord, it, it, there, there's really no excuse for us. Put your phone on. Turn the Word of God on. Turn on YouTube. Pick up a sermon. Turn on YouTube. Just put the book of Matthew. The book of Matthew will come on. The reading of the book of Matthew. It's like we have. If you're in the car, you go, man, I've, I'm, I've been driving all day. I haven't had time. Put something on in the car. Like it, It's going to edify your life. It's going to build your life up. And it needs to be constant. It needs to be consistent. So the, the thing is, 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 when we ask that question, have you forgotten, have you forgotten the exhortation? When we look at that, that verse, as we know that, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, it's, it's important to understand that when Jesus is asked by Pilate in John 18, verses 37 and 38, 
Then Pilate said to him, So you are a king? And Jesus answered, You say that I'm a king. For this purpose I was born. And for this purpose I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. And this is important. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Have you ever asked the question, how do you hear God's voice? If the Word of God is breathed, that's how you hear from God. That's how you hear from Jesus. You also hear from Him in that, that quiet time of meditation as you're reading God's Word and you're saying, Lord, what do I need to learn from this? Because it's not important for you to hear John MacArthur's voice all the time. Right? You can go down the list of pastors. I won't do that. But it's not important for you to hear David Rosales or, or whoever. It's important for you to hear Jesus' voice. When you read God's Word, stop and just say, Lord, what do you want to show me? And then let me tell you something. That's going to be such a blessed time when you do that because you're going to hear it. You're going to know. It's going to be put on your heart. The Holy Spirit's going to knock on you and tug on you and say, hey, Look at this. And Pilate said in verse 38 to him, What is truth? And after he said this, he went back outside to the Jews and told them, I find no guilt in him. Sadly to say, truth was standing right in front of him. And most of y'all have truth in your hand. You have Bible apps on your phone. I, I, I'm not sure how many of us still have old Bibles. I have a whole, I got three cases in the car. Somebody was like, Hey, do you want these Bibles? I'm like, Yeah. Let me tell you something, when the rapture happens, there ain't going to be no more Bibles. They're going to kill those apps quick. They're going to disappear. They're gone. I won't be here, but if somebody finds my van, hopefully it's got gas in it, they can use it. But, I mean, the reality of it is, is like there's Bibles in there. Somebody was going to get rid of them, and I was like, we'll take them to Mexico, or we'll find some way to use those Bibles. We're not throwing them away. Um, and it's hard, because I don't think a lot of people have physical Bibles anymore. I remember the first Bible I had, it was, uh, my first Bible I had was a King James. I couldn't read it. I got it, and I was like, man, this is going to be hard. And then somebody, somebody grabbed me aside and said, hey, you know there's another translation to that? And they showed me the ESV or the, or the New King James, and I was like, and I opened it, and I was like, man, I can read it. And so I went and bought one of those. But the beauty of it is, is like I started writing in it. And I started highlighting stuff, and I, I was like, man, I would put little notes on my Bible. And then I met somebody, that they didn't have a Bible, and I gave my first Bible away. I'm glad I did, but I mean, at the end of the day, I was like, man, there's a lot of good notes. So, okay, now I got to start again. And then I gave that one away. And I was like, and I started thinking, I said, maybe I should start keeping Bibles. Because <laughs> I keep giving the ones away with my notes and my highlights in it, and so... But we should. I mean, at the end of the day, I would tell you it would be good for you to have a physical Bible. It's a good thing. Most kids don't even know what a book, a real book is. It's, it's an actual paper. And, you know, we're all used to tablets and stuff. And, but it's good to have it. I mean, it's, at the end of the day, I think it's one of those things that we should have. You know, if we, if we look at our lives, you know, as Calvary Chapel, it is a foundational thing that was set was Acts 2.4.2, which was, you know, the Apostles' Creed, which is the teaching of the Word, prayer, fellowship, and, um, and breaking of bread. Uh, the thing with the two that really stood out to me in that was the, the Word and the fellowship. Koinia is actually admonishing each other with the Word of God. You're actually admonishing each other with the Word of God. And, and that's really what it is. And so... 
As Calvary chapels, the, the Word of God is a primary. It is a foundational thing that we, the church is built on. What can I, one of the, the greatest pieces of advice my pastor gave me, he's like, I was telling him, I was like, well, what do you do when this happens? You go in through all these questions when you're going to find a church. Like, what do you do with this? And how do you do this? And he's like, just teach the Word. Be faithful every Sunday and Wednesday and teach God's Word. Things are going to happen. But just teach God's word. And if you do that, that's where you, your foundation for the church is set. And, and, and that's what people need. They don't need, they don't need motivational stories and, and that stuff. They need God's word. And, and Paul, again, going to Timothy. I would tell you, like, if you were going to start a book, I would start with 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy. It's a great book because Paul is constantly encouraging timothy and he tells him in second timothy chapter 3 verse 10 and 11 he says you however followed my teaching my conduct my aim in life my faith my patience my love my steadfastness my persecutions and sufferings that happens to me at antioch and iconium and at lystra uh, which persecutions i endured yet from all of them the lord rescued me so he tells them hey remember the teaching Remember that, that everything you do is foundational on God's Word. Remember that. That's how you instruct. And that's why he was telling them, you reprove, you correct, you train. That's how you do it in righteousness. And for us as, as fathers, foundationally, that's what we should be doing. The worst thing in the world is to, to, to have a, um, a leader of the home not in God's word because I don't know how you lead the home that way you're just doing it at the seat of your pants and you need to be in God's word you need to be spending time in God's word because the things that are going to happen in your family or in, in even within the people around you you're going to have to instruct and reprove and correct and train people but you want to train them into righteousness and as a father that's something that we do all the time as as parents and grandparents, when that happens, um, we get to spoil them a little bit more, but that's fun. Uh, he also says your conduct, and one of the things he talks about is like your, your conduct is by you applying God's Word. You're taking the Word of God and you're applying that in your life. And, and, and the aim of life is, is from the principles of what? The Word of God. From the Word of God. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 22-25, it says, Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth, for a sincerely brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart, since you have been born again, and not a perishable seed, but imperishable, through the living and abiding Word of God. I love that he says the living and abiding Word of God. He's like, you're, you're, you, you want to learn how to love each other to... Uh, to have that brotherly love. It's all built on truth. It's built on the living and abiding Word of God. And John 13, 35 says, But this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love, love for one another. And then finally, in Nehemiah chapter 8, verses 1 through 8, and I won't read all of this because we'll get into some names there. I'm not going to not torture you all in that way. Uh, but Nehemiah chapter 8 says, And all the people gathered as one, one man into a square before the water gate, and they told Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses that the Lord had commanded Israel. So Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly, both men and women, 
and all who can understand what they heard on the first day of the seventh month. And he read from it facing the square before the water gate from early morning until midday in the presence of the men and women and those who could understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. And Ezra the scribe stood on a wooden platform that he had made for the purpose. One of the things that's really beautiful about that is when you look at what happened as the enemy. We went over that when we talked about prayer. Um, just the trials and tribulations that Nehemiah went through. And as they're building the wall, and they get the wall built in, in 52 days. 52 days, they completely build the wall. And, and one of the things that Nehemiah is like, hey, the word of God is not my thing, Ezra, that's yours. You go ahead and you bring the word to the people. And, and I love that. And he says, but it was in the presence of men and women and those who could understand. And, and I love that all ears were attentive. They were listening. They were paying attention. You go drop down to verse 5. It says, When Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people, and he opened it to all the people, the people stood. And Ezra blessed the Lord and great, uh, the great God. And all the people answered, Amen, Amen, lifting up their hands. And they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. And then we jump into verse 7. It says, The Levites helped the people to understand the law while the people remained in their places. They read from the book of the law of God clearly and they gave sense so that the people understood the reading. It's very important. That's one of the things when we talk about admonishing each other with the Word of God is that you understand what's being taught. Or, or if you go, look, I've read this three times. I do not understand it. <laughs> Can you help me understand this? And, and you sit down and you explain it. And that's what the Levites were. They, were. they were people who understood the law, but they wanted everybody to understand it. And I believe foundationally that's always been Calvary Chapel's thing is that we want you to not only hear the Word of God, but to understand it so you can be doers of the Word of God. Because it's the Word that's going to remain forever. And 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 25 says, But the Word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that I preach to you. It is the good news. And that's why we, we remember God's word. We spend time in God's word. And, and, and we have to ask ourselves that question, have we forgotten? Have I forgotten my time in the word? Have I forgotten that I'm just, I'm blowing by this very quickly. Let me get, let me check the box off. I've done my reading. I'm good. Have I forgotten to spend time with God? Have I forgotten that God's the communicator of the Word of God? Like God is the communicator of His Word. Not my... I'm just reading you the Scriptures. I'm the middleman. And when you get into the Scriptures, God's speaking to you. And you don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to be Charles Spurgeon. You can understand God's words because if you are a follower of Christ, one of the essentials to understand is that you have the Holy Spirit inside you. And the Holy Spirit will help you remember and understand His Word. You just have to ask. But have you forgotten? That's why we've been going over these essentials. It's because it's important for us as, as, as a group, a, a, a follower of Christ, that we, we stick to the things that are important. Prayer. Prayer. That's why we went over that. It's like those books are back there. They're not only for their prayer. If you want to write in your journal, they're back there. Take one. I've already, man, 
I can tell you what, I'm so glad I did this for me, myself, because I'm seeing prayers being answered like this. Write down your prayers, and, and this all comes from, you know, Miss Donna would always come to the prayer meeting, and she would be like, she'd have her stuff, and she'd like, what are the red marks? Oh, those are answered prayers. She'd have her stuff all, like, those prayers have been answered. These prayers still need to be answered. And that's what we need to be. We need to be consistent about what we do as, as our essentials. The other thing was is dealing with our sin. You know, it, it was, again, you have recognition of sin. God's revealed it to you. You need to repent. You need to confess it, and you need to repent. You need to turn from it. And then you allow the restoration and transformation to happen in your life. And through that, repentance bears fruit. And then we have the Word of God. It's essential for every believer to spend time in God's Word. I don't know how you live your life if you're not in God's Word. That means you're just going whatever direction you want to go, wherever the wind blows you. Because if I need to know what God's will is for my life, it's in His Word. If I need to know what it is to be a father, it's in His Word. If I need to know what it is to be a husband, it's in His Word. All of it. What kind of employee I'm supposed to be? It's in His Word. It's, it's, it's there. And so we, we, we've got to get back to it. Again, if we, if we go back to that first verse as we look at Amos, ask yourself that question as we look at the, the Amos chapter 8, verse 11. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst, nor water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. Is there a famine happening in your heart? Amos chapter 8, verse 11. God bless you, Miss Donna, for raising your hand. I was like, what? Do we need to leave? What's going on? <laughs> Thank you for doing that. Amos chapter 8, verse 11. Amos is a wonderful book. I want to do that one after Genesis. Amos is actually a. Um, Israel was in the best prosperity of their time. And they, they refused to. Uh, they stopped following God, they stopped following His word. And that's why he says there's going to be a famine, uh, a famine of hearing the words of the Lord. Y'all have gotten so dull and so far from me, and y'all have allowed all these false gods into your life, and I'm going to have to do a work here. And, and, and that's what happens in Amos, and it's a great book, great book for reading. Um, but, but I love that because we see that. Have you forgotten? And that's the question for you. Have you forgotten? To be in God's Word. And, and you know what? Don't feel guilty. Don't beat yourself up. Start tomorrow. Okay? Pick a book. Start a book. Just start it. And you go, man, I can't do a chapter at a time. I can only do like this little bit. Then that's what you do. But ask God, before you start it, either pray and say, Lord, I need you to show me in Scripture what you wanna, want me to do with this. Or either after you read it, ask God, Lord, show me what it is that you're trying to show me through your Word. And, and I would rather you do that because it's, it's applying. Once you get into the habit of applying, it's a lot easier to deal with stuff. Um, and, and, and so that's the, at the end of the day, that's what we want is like everybody to be in God's Word. But, but growing in obedience and application. You will not stop growing on this earth in Christ until God calls you to be home with Him. Faithful, available, teachable. When you stop becoming teachable, that's, that's an issue. And, and so that's because when we're, we're not teachable, meaning that, that we're not allowing God's Word to do what it needs to do in our life, 
that's an issue. And, and so I always ask myself, that's one of the things, is like, am I still growing? Because there are areas I need to grow. And yes, there is. Yes, there is. And God's still growing me and showing me. And it's painful at times. It is. But you know what? He loves us enough to show us. He loves you. And that's what we get at, you know, when we look at this. Next week, we'll be looking at love God, love people, and we'll be diving into the two greatest commandments that, that were given. And, um, and, I, and I pray, I mean, I, I hope that you just continue to keep diving into this, enjoy it. And um, at the same time, again, if, you, if you're somebody who hasn't been in the Word, just dive back into it tomorrow, Okay. If you go, man, I feel, I feel dry. I feel like there's a famine happening right now in my heart. Just ask God to say, Lord, bring, I, I need your bread. I need your bread. I need, I need the bread of life, and God will do that. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio, pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. Uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light and you'll find it. Uh, we hope that you enjoy today's broadcast. If you'd like to give to this ministry, uh, what I would always suggest is give to this radio station it's because of this radio station that we have great expository teachers uh, for you and I would say um, make that donation to them I hope that you have a wonderful wonderful day God bless you remember you can find us at calvarydivine.org calvarydivine.org God bless you